everybody, it's time for the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Here we are at episode 169, entitled Birthdays, Retirement, and Pokemon. And uh, my name is Steve, and I am joined today by our regular podcast crew of Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve, great to be here as always. And I'm also joined by Greg. Hey, Greg. Hey, everyone. Favorite time of the week, as always. Yeah, it's always great to get together and talk with you guys about games and uh, join everybody in the podcast uh, chat room as well while we're doing this live on YouTube. Hey, Jakester, Night of Darkness is saying hi, guys. Uh, hey to Jakester. And if you are watching live, uh, definitely join in the chat. We'd love to uh, hear your thoughts about everything that we talk about tonight as well. And if you are new to the Nintendo Fuse podcast, maybe you're, this is the first time you're uh, listening to us on a podcast app. Uh, make sure you do subscribe if you're watching us live on youtube or after the fact make sure you subscribe uh, on there as well and hit that bell to be alerted about every new video that we post including our uh, live videos like this but also our game chats uh, industry talks um, gameplay videos sometimes we go live and and play some games live as well and we'd love to uh, have you join us every time we go live be sure to also follow us on social media at nintendo fuse on pretty much everything out there uh, hey gamer boys zero one zero zero, and uh, we also do want you to uh, check out our Facebook group. We're trying to build a build a community over there, and um, if you join in our Facebook group, that'd be awesome. We can chat about games uh, beyond what we do here on the podcast. That'd be awesome. Uh, before we jump into any of the news and address the title of this episode, specifically about uh, birthdays, retirements, and Pokemon, uh, let's talk about what we've been playing lately. So, Greg, how about you go first? What's uh, what's been occupying your gaming time recently well unfortunately i've had none of those periods where i didn't turn on the switch not due to not wanting to it's just been more um tons of stuff been going on in uh personal life so um yeah the main thing that i've really been playing has just been fire emblem heroes um i did end up giving up dragalia lost but um yeah the main gaming thing that i've done has just been keeping up with the dailies and fire emblem heroes and ranking up there so unfortunately a small update for me <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate but you know sometimes life happens uh we were just chatting before we started recording though that uh game explain just posted uh their gigantic analysis of the uh, uh the new uh super mario maker 2 uh trailer um you already did your analysis of that greg uh anything that you picked up that uh was was new i know you haven't made it all the way through it yet but uh anything that that stood out that you didn't grab in your analysis yeah they caught like a partially off-screen piranha plant that was actually hanging upside down so that is kind of a unique element because they didn't really previously have that in the other one it was just always like like standing like had to be like um Hmm. like down like going down and they also found that like the piranha plants are going to be kind of remain the same for the older games but like in um super uh 3d world style like they'll actually like kind of try to attack you if you're kind of like close nearby so that was kind of an interesting find as well. But there'll actually be different mechanics. So That's cool. Seems like a lot more customization this time. Yeah, that's definitely what they were picking up on. I mean, they were, when they had narrowed down some things, it looks like some things that are very specific to thir- certain um, gameplay like styles and not they're not going to be backporting every single element to the older styles. So, like the clear pipes and stuff like that. I mean, that I kind of was hinting at that in my analysis of it so Mm. it seemed like they're gonna be more 
specialized to each um, style. So like mm. the Angry Sun might not be in the original game or in like Mario World or um, Super Mario Brothers U or anything like that. So okay, interesting. Uh, Jakester uh, also said in the chat that he just finished uh, Fire Emblem Fates and uh, Conquest and Birthright. He hasn't got the third game yet, unfortunately, but uh, that's why he's been playing. Uh, be sure to throw what you've been playing in the chat as well if you're uh, listening live. We'd love to know what you guys have been playing. Uh, Barry, what you been up to lately? Uh, actually, uh, I'm still doing uh, you know, Pokemon Go and Dragalia Lost. I have not given that up. In fact, they've just not only added a new event, but a whole new series of tougher battles. Uh, which has kind of rejuvenated my interest because I've been just farming the same things every day, and I'm like, oh, it's something new. You know, this is cool. Uh, new new goals to work for. So I like that they're constantly adding to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for now, it still has my attention. Um, outside of Final Fantasy XIV, I actually did pick up the Switch to because I was like, you know what, I really want to play like another visual novel games. I love the Zero Escape games, so. Steins Gate Elite just came out on the Switch. I have it on the PS3 and the Vita, but I never picked it up. I've heard nothing but good things. So I'm like, I'm going to pop this in. And I made it halfway into Chapter 2, and I was, like, falling asleep. I'm like, all I'm doing is pushing A. Like, it literally is a glorified button, like, a push A simulator. Uh, like, there's almost no gameplay. I'm like, this is pretty terrible. Like, you make a couple uh, text decisions, but otherwise it's just going... So, but I, I started getting invested in the story. So I actually bought the the whole series on Blu-ray. I'm like, I'm just going to watch it. This way I don't have to push A. I'll just watch <laughs> it. And I was reading and they're like, no, just keep going till you get to chapter three. And then from there it picks up and chapter six, you're hooked. And that is definitely the biggest negative I could say about the game is the slow start is terrible. But I made it to chapter three and then six and then 10. And then I went through it again the second time just to get all the ending and the true ending. And I was hooked. The story <laughs> is beyond I, I, my expectations on that game. Although I could say you could honestly just watch the anime, uh, which I do plan to see if there's some differences. But if you do, you know, like if you like visual novels, uh, ones that have less interaction, like the Zero Escape games have a lot of puzzle rooms and escape rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot to it. This doesn't. But the game, the story is awesome. Uh, so then when I finished that, I got to do the 8-Bit Adventure. It came with a little NES game that they supposedly made on a Famicom. So mm. it's not like Shovel Knight where it's like 8-Bit style. Like this is legit a brand new Nintendo game because um, it can play on a Famicom. Uh, and that was kind of a neat little abridged version of Steins Gate. Uh, and then after that, I started uh, Dungeon Stars which is a runner-style dungeon game with a Fire Emblem-style red, blue, green uh, triangle and uh, loot from, like, Diablo-style. And it's really interesting. It's simplistic but complicated at the same time. Like, this, there's actually strategy uh, and planning. But I enjoy it so far. I mean, I, I'm just, you know, not terribly far into it. But that's mainly what I've been playing on the Switch. And, you know. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I went ahead and I jumped back into uh, <laughs> um, the archives, I guess, and trying to, to pick up and, and carry out some uh, reviews that I that I had uh, put to the side for a long time and, and for some reason just forgot to do them. And so one of the ones that I did this last week was uh, Cluster Puck. Um, make sure you say that uh, carefully. Uh, Cluster Puck uh, 99 on the, uh, on the Switch. And it's a fun game. And I have a quick review out there. Um, 
on our on our site as well. But it's it's a fun game, especially if you're uh, playing with a lot of friends. Um, luckily, or unfortunately, it's only uh, local multiplayer and not online. But uh, that'd be pretty cool. You guys are talking about Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, Gamer Boy also said he's been playing uh, the old school Mario on the NES Classic. Always a classic uh, to bring out that. I, I've been playing some on my NES uh, online as well. Um, I did ch- try out the uh, Trials Rising beta, um, and it is so much better than uh, another unnamed game. Uh, however, I, I realized how bad I am at these trials resting games. Like you have to be precise with your control on that thing. And man, I, I was falling all over the place and just having to restart and restart. But it's but it's so good that it's like even though I mean it's like a like runner, um, like runner three specifically was it, the challenge level went up high with this game, but. But because it's so good, I kept going back for more, even though it was like getting punished every time. Uh, I still wanted to go back for more. I he- did hear that you can actually use a GameCube controller with it to uh, be able to feather the the acceleration, the brake, and everything with the the R and L buttons. So I haven't tried that yet, but I'm looking forward to trying that uh, because I think that would help a lot a lot as well. Because especially in a in a game like that where your acceleration matters so much, it'd be nice to have in, uh, some some analog control instead of just being all on or all off. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, um, Jakester is asking about Torna. I, I did play Torna and um, Barry and I had, had quite the discussion while I was uh, playing Torna and going through it. And um, yeah, I'll, uh, I got some frustration about Torna actually, and I haven't finished it yet. Um, and uh, not for lack of trying, I don't think, on my behalf. I tried to finish it. I thought I was going to finish it. And then come to find out, I've got to get my community level up to four, and I was only on one before that, and got it up to two to, to complete something. And uh, and then all of a sudden it says, nope, you got to get up to level four before you finish this game. And I'm currently at a high level two. Um, haven't even made it to level three yet. So I've got to do all these side quests in order to get my community level up to, to level four. And in order to do those side quests, I've got to go searching around everywhere. And, um, and, and Barry knows I, I got frustrated by that <laughs> and, uh, and I put it to the side and I haven't touched it yet. Um, so that's my, my experience with, with Torna over the last uh, couple of weeks is that it did get exciting. And then it came to a screeching halt uh, because of uh, those mandatory side quests. So, yeah. The side quests are the best part, though. Oh, they're so good. Uh, yeah, I haven't found the good ones yet, apparently. Because um, all the ones that I have, it just says, uh, go do this and then come back. Yeah, you know why? Because when you're at community level one, you can only do a few side quests. And then when you get to community level two, new side quests open. And then when you get to three, new side quests open and then four more. And as you get in, the side quests go from more standard fetch quests to more in-depth story-based quests. And there's trees. So like you have to do this quest and then this one opens and then this quest, etc. So there is more to it. You just, like I said, you, like I told you, you had, you're supposed to be doing this as you play the game. You're not supposed to just go story, 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 story. You're supposed to stop and smell the roses. Right. Which totally makes sense, except for they, I, I would have preferred them to have stops along the way that make you do that instead of you go, I went like 10 hours into the game and then finally hit my first requirement. 
And then it was like one hour later, I hit another requirement. Like if those were paced out along the way, they're like, okay, you're, you play for five hours, then you have to hit your first one. Then you can put five more hours or whatever. But because they weren't evenly paced, I thought I was able to keep flying through the game. And then I wasn't. And then I was able to play a little more. And then it jumped me two levels ahead. It was the next, next stop. So I feel like if they would have kind of, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of handholding, but at least let me know what those, that pace should be. I would have completed more side quests along the way, but I didn't realize it was a requirement until way too late. Well, the good news is when you finish Torna and you move to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 proper, there is no community level at all. That's a, that's a Torna thing. And mm-hmm. therefore, there is no screeching halt. You could just keep flying through the story if you want. You don't actually have to do, if I remember correctly, like any side quests if you don't want to in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Maybe proper. I should have just started with 2 instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're so close. And, and the ending of Torna like, leads into the beginning of 2. So it's, it's better for you to finish at this point. Yeah, we'll see. Greg's, <laughs> Greg's over there sitting going, I'm glad I didn't even start this game. <laughs> I'm not usually one for, like, I don't mind the side quests. I usually try to, like, complete that. I'm just trying to, like, draw a comparison. Like, if it was, like, Breath of the Wild, like, you can't even, like, go to see Ganon unless you, like, defeat all four divine beasts. Like, if they had a, some sort of requirement, then you, like, actually, like, went to Hyrule Castle, stormed it, made it to Ganon, like, I'm sorry, you need all four divine beasts like right outside of Ganon's door. I mean, that would have been kind of stupid, but that's yeah, kind of ex- it's like <laughs> they don't require you to do it, but I mean, they kind of force yeah. it on you. I think it'd be better. I mean, and I don't know for sure, like what the, the later side quests are, but if those, if they were side quests like Zelda, I think I would have been, I would have enjoyed it more because I feel like it was more action oriented where a lot of these are just go grab this and come back or go find this and come back or go make this and come back or whatever. And uh, those are just not that fun. But I guess, you know, like, like Barry said, eventually I'll get to more, more enjoyable ones, but uh, getting to those is kind of uh, annoying right now. Yeah, because you're at the end of the game and the quests you're doing are like the, to teach you how to play the game. You just right. kind of went past it. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I, I think. I think they should have made me do those early on instead of requiring it near the end. But yeah. I can see that. I can see there's valid criticism and that's fine. But that being said, there are some very emotional side quests and oh, you're like right at the cusp of the, of the biggest emotional roller coaster of the game. <laughs> uh, we'll get there, though. But it is fun. Like the, 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 the overall game has been fun. I loved, um, I, I finally got into the, the style of fighting and, and, the, and, and everything, and I feel like I get a good handle of, of how to attack and everything. And that was the hardest thing is like I, don't, like, I don't need to get up to a certain level. I can take on the last guy, no problem right now. But then like, oh, it's making me slow down. I just want to keep going forward and getting the action. So, but they, that part of the game has been really, really fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Are you ex- taking the time to at least explore the maps you come to and find all the teleport points and find all the the NMs because there's a bunch of like you know and big <laughs> monsters to fight and uh, sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not like it all depends on like I, I've kind of went back and forth like for the for <laughs> this last playthrough I did I, I've rushed through a lot of things because I was just trying to beat it um, to like make everybody happy but uh, but no but also to get to the ending I knew it was all going to be great and everything and I am enjoying 
all the the action and everything. And so I was like, let's get to the next action. Let's get to the next fight um, and stuff. And so sometimes I am rushing through a lot of stuff. Um, but but there's been there's been seasons of my playthrough that I've been able to kind of sit back and smell the roses a little bit and enjoy the other aspects of it. You need to do that, especially because the music is so beautiful. It, it really is. I, I love how it just like flows together really well and uh, just kind of goes into very, it's very similar to how Breath of the Wild incorporated the music just into the, the style of play and, and the different levels and everything. And it's been really cool. Um, all right. Well, let's let's talk a little about the news. Uh, let's get into that. And uh, there's a little good, little bad, little celebration here uh, in the news this time. And let's talk about birthdays first. March 3rd, so yesterday, uh, was the second birthday of the Nintendo Switch. Back in March 3rd of 2017, we had uh, the Nintendo Switch for the very first time. We were to go out and get it in our hands. Uh, some of us pre-ordered it. Some of us just tried to, to get it uh, the best we could. Um, let's just kind of, kind of talk memories just a little bit. Uh, what do you remember from, from when you first got your Switch and maybe uh, some of those memories that you had over the years? So, uh, Greg, you're going to reminisce a little bit about you, the first day you finally got the Switch back on uh, March 3rd a couple of years ago. Yep, I remember uh, going out to wait at the midnight uh, launch at the Best Buy. So I was talking with some like Twitch streamers, and they were all excited to get home and play, like start streaming Zelda. And here we are, uh, still talking about Zelda in this podcast. So <laughs> you know, true. it's been such a fantastic game. It was Game of the Year 2017, as very um, deserving of it, obviously. Uh, at least for most people, not everyone. So. Yeah, some definitely good memories to be had. I was playing like Mario Kart with my brother earlier on in the first year, and I he actually got in a Switch. He hasn't had a Nintendo console since the Nintendo 64, so it was really cool to have someone else's perspective on a number of the games and opinions, and he really went all into Breath of the Wild, and it was also really cool like, kind of collaborating, like, oh, we're I found this weapon and it's like this strong and found this many shrines and did this many quests. And it's, even though it's a single player game, it still like felt like it was like that back that schoolyard chat where you're like, Oh, I'm doing it this way and I'm doing it this way. And I solved this puzzle doing this. And I really liked that aspect of it where it was like, it's, you can just like chat about that kind of stuff. Um, and that, kind of feeds into the portability you can bring it with and i've had lots of fun playing it on the train rides to and from work and bring it on like vacation to play on a plane or a hotel room whatever the case may be so i definitely absolutely loved i had a lot of fun with that as well so um yeah the first year was filled with a lot of awesome games second year probably not as many but it was still plenty of fun to be had still on the switch and looking forward just can't wait for uh year three to continue on we already got some awesome games coming up that can't wait to play already so yeah yeah it's yeah. definitely my favorite system so at least definitely it definitely outpaces the wii and the wii u for me because it's like a system you can bring with you and that's perfect for my kind of style of play just being able to play on the go so 
Yeah. Yeah. You've really uh, dived into the, the, the on the go aspects. I know that's like a lot of what you play is, is on the go um, to and from work and, and stuff like that. So yeah, that's been really, I, I don't do that as much, but I know you do. Yeah. I think I've only played it on the TV like a handful of times. So <laughs> that's the same thing. It's usually either sitting on the couch and in, in my hands or in the bed. It's, always in my hands like the screen's like right by my face it's not yeah. really the tv nice nice yeah i remember uh going out and got the whole package also uh, pre-ordered at best buy got my my pro controller and uh i had the uh you know the the breath of the wild package and everything so yeah. it's my still the uh the the case that i use day to day um for my switch as well and uh yeah lots of lots of memories with with Zelda and I feel like one of the biggest things is there's been so many games within this first two years, just like, which has made the two years fly by because it feels like a lot longer than two years because there's been so much content coming out for it um, over these last couple of years. Uh, Barry, what are some of your uh, memories of the early, your early times with the switch? I remember waiting for that Amazon delivery because I had one from Amazon and then I had one, from Best Buy, because originally you got two. I got one for my wife, which we actually wound up returning that, and I think it, like, sold instantly um, because she decided, no, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, you know. Uh, and that was smart because she got the Pokemon Let's Go Eevee uh, Switch. But that first night, I just remember opening it up, and first thing I did was download some stuff. I downloaded, like, I Am Satsuna. I got a code for So I did that, and, you know, I, I actually started playing. The first thing I did was Zelda. And I actually did the handheld. That was the very first time playing it. And I was like, this is pretty, but I can't do this handheld. And I needed to dock it. And from then, I've been hooked on docked. Um, and yeah, Zelda captured the majority of, of that first time. Although, that first night, we, we did play some Super Bomberman R and 1-2-Switch. That was the first and last time that 1-2-Switch was in my system. Uh, we went through all the games, and we said, that was cool, and now we're done. Um, back to Zelda. But um, no, I think it's miraculous the way Nintendo was able to turn this around after the Wii U. Like, the marketing department was on point and everything. Uh, 2018 was a weaker year than 2017, but I think that's to be expected. I, I don't know how you can realistically be better than Mario, Zelda, Xenoblade in the same year, along with like Mario Kart and Mario and Rabbids and a bunch of others. That's not to say 2018 was bad. It was filled with a lot of Wii U ports. Uh, it was filled with a lot of games that are great, but they need updates to keep going to make them better. Uh, which like Mario Tennis and Super Mario Party and Kirby Star Allies. Uh, and then it's also filled with some gems like Smash Brothers and Pokemon and Torna. So it's kind of a mixed bag. And if you look at 2019, 2019 is gearing up to be 2017 Part 2. And I think realistically, that's where we're going to have to set our expectations. Like every other year is going to be a gangbuster year. And then, you know, an off year where it's going to be slower paced. Now, 2018 helped. It was able to survive because it had those Wii U ports. There's not many Wii U ports left. There there might be Wii ports that they're going to do or GameCube ports for all we know. But it's going to be interesting. But 
maybe we'll have Microsoft to help us out in those slow times and be like, <laughs> well, this is a slow Nintendo year, but we've got Halo, Gears of War, and Forza coming out, so cool. <laughs> right. um, so, so anything anything's possible. But no, Nintendo's doing really well. I think I think they, they really wisened up. They learned their mistake. And 2019 and especially 2020 are going to be the biggest uh, unknowns. And what I mean by that is up until this point, Nintendo has maintained, ever since 1989, has maintained a two-system plus you know, like ecosystem. Sometimes there's been three systems, but there's never been just one. Even when the Wii U was like on its deathbed, it was lingering. Just like N64 was lingering, and GameCube lingered, and Wii lingered. Um, but now, that this is the 3DS's last year. Like, Let's be honest. Like, If anything comes out next year... It's going to be short, anything short of a miracle. We, we, you know, there'll probably be some ports for the rest of this year, if possible. There's two more physical games confirmed. One coming out shortly, which is Kirby. Mm -hmm. uh, so, what is Nintendo going to do? Uh, is are we going to see Switch be the, the primary? Are we going to see a new handheld? Are we going to see that Switch Mini? I don't know. It's all unknown territory. So, it's going to be interesting to see how Nintendo survives or succeeds with a one-system ecosystem. Uh, if they go that route so yeah. it's gonna be interesting for sure yeah especially because yeah like you said they, they never really had that before and so if like part of me says you know they get combined the best of the handheld the best of the home and so this next couple of years should be amazing because both of those teams come together but it's still an unknown we don't know really how that's going to turn out uh or if they'll introduce some other you know piece to the puzzle that we are never going to see coming I mean, it's a, it's a giant unknown for sure. And uh, unfortunately, uh, some other thing that was a giant unknown uh, was Reggie fils future at Nintendo of America. Uh, a lot of us uh, woke up uh, a couple days ago on, on February 21st uh, to this news and uh, very surprising, uh, I think, to most of us that, that Reggie is retiring. Um, he's going to no longer be the president and COO of uh, Nintendo of America as of April 15th. So he's got just over a month left as the president and COO of Nintendo of America. Uh, he spent uh, almost 13 years uh, with Nintendo of America, came in uh, initially as the uh, executive vice president of sales and marketing, and then uh, quickly rose to, to be the president and COO. Um, but as of April uh, April 15th of this year, um, that title is going to go to none other than Doug Bowser. Uh, so, yeah, you heard it right. Bowser is going to run Nintendo of America. Um, so make all your jokes there about that. But uh, Bowser is currently the uh, currently the senior vice president of sales and marketing. So he's almost kind of taking a similar path as Visa May did. Um, but uh, yeah, Reggie's done a lot for Nintendo of America. And, you know, he's very personable. A lot of people love him. He's one of the uh, the most um, people we connect with in the gaming world at that level. Uh, partly because of his personality and everything. A lot of people have some you know mixed feelings about him. But a lot of people either love him or love to hate him. But uh, everybody, there's there's always some love for the Reginator. Uh, so uh, yeah, did you guys see this coming at all? I'm I'm assuming no. But uh, what are your kind of reactions to to Reggie stepping out and Bowser taking the lead, Barry? 
Uh, I did not see this coming, and I was shocked when I read the headline. I was just, wait, what? Like, <clears throat> is this a dream? And for that first day, I was pretty upset. The more I thought about it. And my opinion changed. And my opinion is actually probably going to be very unpopular, but that's okay. The more I thought about it, the happier I got. Reggie as a person is great. Reggie as a PR person is great. Reggie as a spokesperson is great. Reggie as a face for the company is great. But his division that he led, Nintendo of America, is hands down the worst of the three major Nintendo divisions. They are the worst for the players, they are worst for the fans, and they are worst for representation. And they've done some boneheaded moves, asinine boneheaded moves. Operation Rainfall should have never happened. We should have just gotten those games. The, the, the debacle with the limited editions of Hyrule Warriors and Mario Kart 8 on the Wii was... I don't know who made that decision, but Reggie had to approve it. For 500 copies of each for the entire North American continent is, is so stupid. Because Zelda and Mario Kart just don't sell games. Like, why would we put more than 500 copies? Um, that was unbelievable. And, and other things, you know, Fatal Frame 5 not getting retail. Bayonetta not getting a limited edition over here where European and, and Japan gets. Uh, there was just a bunch of boneheaded decisions. And when American collectors and American players were like, could we get these? The answer was no. And the biggest offender has been Mother 3. It's been a running joke, and he, you know, he hasn't let it happen. And there's new controversy of, oh, censorship, and we're not going to put it out. And I hope that's the first thing Doug Bowser does. I, I am president, and on day one, I am making sure <laughs> Mother Three comes out. That'd be a big way to to earn some respect, right? Huge, <laughs> huge way. And I think it needs to happen. Um, and I see Jigster in the chat ask what rainfall was. Um, for those of you that are listening to this that aren't aware, back in the Wii day. There was uh, something called Operation Project Rainfall, where Nintendo put out three games in the Japanese market, and the American Wii owners wanted those games. And Nintendo of America said no. So they started Operation Rainfall, where they went to Amazon, where they were listed, at least one of them was listed, under the name Monado, and made it the number one item on Amazon. Of all of Amazon, it was number one to say, look, Americans want this game. Nintendo still said no. It took GameStop to convince them to bring over one of those games, which was Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, which now is a, a million, multi-million you know, IP for them. Um, the other two games, Pandora's Tower and Last Story, Nintendo in the end still said no. Xseed wound up bringing them over here, and they were the top sellers for Xseed in the history of the company. Because we were starved for them. The fact that we had to beg Nintendo for games that they put out. And here's the other kicker. Nintendo of Europe put those games out. So the games were translated. So if you're like, oh, well, translation, we don't want to do that. Uh, no, no, there was no translation. That's why Xenoblade Chronicles in America has the European dub. Because it was, we're just going to put it out cheaply. Like, here you go. So this was all translated. People were begging Nintendo. Nintendo of America said no. Reggie had to be the one to say no. The fact that he said no on these titles that eventually came out is asinine. When, you, when your fan base begs you for games, 
that are already made and already translated, it's no brainer. It's an absolute no brainer. You give the people what they want. There's a reason that saying exists. So Nintendo of America has been overall terrible compared to Europe and Japan. So while I'm sad to see Reggie go, I'm also very glad to get some fresh blood. Now I hope Doug connects with the fans, connects with the people the way Reggie did, but gives us what we want so we don't have to beg for it. And, and when the next Mario Kart 9 comes out, don't give us 500 copies of a limited edition only mm. sold in New York City for the entire continent of North America. There's a lot more than 500 Mario Kart fans in this country and this continent. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and I know that's 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 a lot of people's uh, issue with with Reggie. I mean, he is a great personal person and basically like all you said, um, he's a great as a spokesperson, kind of that that central figure of Nintendo America, but at least from the outside looking in, it seems like he's made some poor decisions over the years uh, based on what the fans clearly want. And, um, and maybe we'll see, see some changes with, uh, with Doug Bowser. Um, only time will tell. Uh, Greg, what do you, what do you think about this whole, uh, this whole changeover? Well, first off, my body was definitely not ready for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I had to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, that definitely was very surprising news to see. Um, I do like I did watch his like little. Um, they did like a compilation of a lot of his different stuff that he's done. A lot of the materials appeared in, whether it was like the little cartoon things that they had for those video highlights for E3, like where he does like the Mother Three joke that was pre-referenced already, and then like some of the other appearances where he's like, has like the super like laser eyes and stuff like that. It's like, that was really cool to see how much fun that he's had. And even for smash brothers, Wii U, he was like fighting, um, uh, Awada. Yeah. That was definitely a lot of, uh, memorable content that he's been associated with. Um, I don't have as deeply strong rooted, uh, feelings as, a uh, Barry had. I did, uh, play the last story and enjoyed it and beat it um i didn't end up playing pandora's tower or uh we'll get super far into xenoblade as also pre uh, requisite for the podcast so <laughs> well if you enjoyed last story you could thank exceed because reggie didn't think yep. you would enjoy that mm. yeah but yeah i definitely think reggie will be missed um i was kind of thinking like he hadn't really appeared in like a nintendo direct like i think almost uh all year since like E3, I don't think. And I was kind of like curious, like we haven't really seen him. Like he usually has like a segment in the direct to announce something or other. I mean, usually it could be small, like a 3DS revision or something silly like that. But I mean, I was kind of thinking to myself, wow, we haven't really seen him much in the directs as of late. And maybe that's why he's just kind of like was trying to tone down his uh, appearances and stuff because he knew this time was actually coming. And it's, very good. I'm glad I'll be able to spend time with his family and friends and look forward to see what Bowser can do for us. Hopefully he doesn't uh, get rid of Mario, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. 
<laughs> Had to throw that in there, huh? <laughs> uh, so let's see. I've got some chat in the, going on in the chat room there. Um, Jakester <laughs> said Reggie was wrong. Um, yeah, uh, Gamer Boy is talking about he would love more Nintendo stores to come. I, I think that could be uh, that it could be a cool thing. I mean, especially with uh, with Doug Bowser's history within sales and marketing, uh, kind of lends itself uh, a little bit. Not necessarily the the uh, you know that arm of, of Nintendo to sell. Uh, like with stores and everything, but it could be, you know, incorporated in there, especially if he's really trying to bump up sales and, and they are trying to get more of their content and their, their material out there uh, beyond games. That could be a cool thing. The Nintendo, Nintendo uh, store in New York is, is a great store. In fact, uh, that's actually where this mug came from. Uh, it was a Nintendo world store back when it was called that. Um, but, uh, and that's like pretty much just up the street from Barry. So yeah, actually this shirt the came from Nintendo New York too. Nice. <laughs> I think about it. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to, to see uh, what happens over time. I think with any big changeover like this, um, you know, we can base it a little bit on his, his history. Uh, but really, um, we have, it's a big unknown as well. Like, there's a lot of big unknowns, I guess, <laughs> in terms of Nintendo right now. But as, as any time with, I think, big transitions like this, um, we, just, we just don't really know uh, where things are going. But, but Bowser seems to have a really good track record. He, uh, he helped out with... Uh, uh, Procter and Gamble um, before that, and also has a history uh, with um, doing some uh, global business planning at uh, Electronic Arts. So even though EA is is kind of hated in the gaming world uh, right now, um, that is uh, it's a it's a big uh, experience, a level of experience as well, both in um, non gaming world and within the gaming world, and being at Nintendo for a couple of years now, um, in Nintendo of America. I, I think uh, I think there's there's a lot of potential there, and um, it's going to be exciting to see uh, see what happens next. As anytime with new blood, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, cons that could happen. And you're like, oh, man, I hope he doesn't take it down this road. But there's a lot of potential there as well. And I think uh, it'd be good for us to hopefully focus more on the potential uh, of us going forward. Um but uh, but yeah, uh, Jigster also talking about the uh, the the guessing game between Doug and, and Reggie. Yeah, that was fun. So it has been cool to see a little bit of Doug's personality. He's popped up in some of their online videos, and that's been cool to to get to know him a little bit more. He's not like a completely unknown person stepping into this. He's been kind of present and stuff. He doesn't have the same personality as Reggie, and so that's that's going to be a little bit of changeover and everything. He's not going to be, I don't think that that big presence like he was. But but he's going to bring his own flair to it. And uh, just like when the the CEO of and president of Nintendo as a whole, you know, changed over after Iwata, and there's there's going to be some some changes and everything, but uh, but hopefully they'll be good, and Nintendo of America continues to get better and better. But uh, I guess we'll, you know, a year down the line, you know, we'll be celebrating uh, the, the Nintendo Switch's uh, third birthday next year and, and talking about uh, Doug Bowser's first year as president of Nintendo of America. Hopefully, hopefully all that is good. Um, and then, Tando, if you're listening, I can help you open up that Chicago store. So, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Greg is standing by, ready. Uh, his body is ready. So, <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, another big thing that happened uh, over this uh, this next this last week was that we woke up on uh, February morning of February 27th really really early especially for those that are on the uh the west western portion of the united states and uh we were greeted to a seven minute pokemon direct which 
basically uh, told us a lot in a very short amount of time, but not not a ton because there's still a lot of questions about Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Uh, basically, these are the the new games coming out to Switch in the mainline Pokemon series, and it's going to take place in a new region called Galar. Is it Galar or Galar? can't remember galler i think galler galler and uh basically a new setting new pokemon uh some existing pokemon are, are going to be back but there's gonna be a lot of new pokemon uh the graphics been updated to reflect kind of this new generation of pokemon and everything it looks really cool uh, at least to me it looks looks like a really good uh, graphical upgrade new elements added to the game and uh there's three starters that we're going to get to choose from at the beginning of the game uh Grookey is this uh this chimp, mischievous chimp, they describe it as, uh, Grookey. And then uh, they have uh, Score Bunny, which is an energetic rabbit kind of Pokemon. And we have a timid water lizard, Sobble. Or Sobble? Sobble? I can't remember how to pronounce it. Sobble. I think it's, I think it's Sobble. And uh, so kind of those are your starters. It's going to arrive later in 2019. And um, that's that's kind of the general overview of what they shared. Uh, Greg, uh, any any. Th- Further thoughts about uh, at all this? Uh, I know you're not a huge Pokemon fan, but uh, do you have any thoughts about uh, Sword and Shield? I think it's great that they gave the game a name, and I think it's pretty safe to assume that this that uh, Friday before um, Black Friday is probably when this game will be out. Just to hit it, it's going to be their hit um, home run for the holiday season. So I know a lot of people are excited to a Pokemon game on Switch. I'll have to kind of see what else other games are around in the holiday season, and maybe I might end up picking up like Pokemon Sword or something. Because I don't know, I've always been wanting to dive into it, but never really uh, took a bullet for it yet. So, nice. I think with uh, you know your love of on of uh, gaming on the go, Pokemon's definitely one yeah. of those great games to to play on the go. Yeah, I didn't really like Pokemon Go <laughs> as much <laughs> because I was going to the same spots and it was super repetitive and very grindy and felt like it wasn't really catching anything much different. It was like the same ones over and over again. So I'm sure the actual console game is significantly better than a mobile title. So, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, starters and everything really soon. Uh, but Jakester did say that Sobble is life. Uh, if, if you uh, have your already your starters picked, uh, go ahead and throw them in the chat when we get to that uh, just a little bit later. Um, he also said that no legendary mentioned was uh, was to kind of disappointing that they didn't talk about any legendaries, which is yeah always an unfortunate thing. Uh, Gamer Boy says he loves the new starters. Let us know which starter you choose in the, in the chat. Uh, Barry, what do, you th- what do you think about this announcement? I, I've been looking forward to it, and it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't announcements. Like, mostly it's positive, but you're not going to please everybody. Um, overall, it's going to be Pokemon. It's going to be hardcore, you know, the, the, the core Pokemon game, uh, the one we love, the one we've known since the Game Boy. Uh, and I look forward to it. That being said, there are some questions. Are, is the camera static? Are we going to actually be able to move the camera? Are we going to be able to zoom in? Are we going to make feel like more like this is a real world? Or are we going to just be like a grid-based system kind of deal again? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough to say. A lot of people, myself included, wanted this open world. Like, oh, after Breath of the Wild and all this stuff. And Pokemon was supposed to come out last year, remember? Mm-hmm. It got delayed till this year. So we're, we're all in our head like, oh, 
open world, here we are, running around, go to all the different regions, you know, like this big grandiose adventure. Uh, and what we got was the next Pokemon and not much more, at least at this point, uh, which is a little upsetting. Like, after playing Pokemon Let's Go, I really enjoyed seeing the Pokemon on the map, like running into them, running away from them. And going back to random encounters just brings me back to, like, playing the early games and running around in, in a square because it really wasn't a circle, trying to get, like, an Abra or trying to get, like, a Ghastly or something like that. Like, oh, my God, come on. You know, like, pop, 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 as opposed to at least seeing them. And especially, like, Shinies. Like, you know, Shinies in Pokemon Let's Go. Like, you see them. They pop as Shinies. So it's like, oh, there's a Shiny. I know. Here it's just random. Good luck. Uh, and I think that's a step backwards. Hmm. Like, they already made some improvements in Let's Go. And I know some people didn't like it. And that's fine. But I think we're in an age where random encounters don't need to necessarily be there. Dragon Quest has moved past that. Final Fantasy has moved past that. I think we should move past that with Pokemon, but I guess we'll see. Uh, they, there's still time to change it uh, or at least give an option, and I would be fine with that. Mm. I would be fine if they said, do you want random encounters or not? And let, let you play the game the way you want to play. Fine. Cool. But uh, other than that, I thought the announcement was good. The trailer was good. The music was good. Uh, I'm excited for it. I have them pre-ordered, ready to go um, whenever they come out. And I plan to play them, uh, hopefully to completion if I get the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does seem interesting that they would step back. And, and for whatever reason, that didn't stick out to me. Um, but now that you mentioned it, yeah, they it does seem like they're they're going to go back to random en- encounters and stuff. But but yeah, I think it would be, be nice to, to if they did have a switch to like to be able to like, you know, turn this on if you want to turn it off if you don't want to. Um, I think that would be one of the things if that's easy enough to do in development. Um, I think that's one way to make pretty much everybody happy. Um, you know, you can have the game whichever way you want to, to do that. And that'd be make me happy. I think um, I'd probably I, I don't think I would enjoy I, I've never really liked random encounters. And uh, and I think that would be something I definitely, <laughs> you know, it's it's I haven't played Let's Go yet. Um, that's because I've been told I can't touch it until I'm finished Torna. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, one of the things that I remember seeing and about the game at the very beginning was that, you know, you didn't have random encounters with them. And, and I like that, that aspect of the game. I think that's uh, that's a good step forward. I think it was, it had its time, but we moved on past that. And I think uh, what you said, Barry is, is right on. Um, but overall, I, I think it's be good. Um, I'm planning on picking up sword. Um, so uh, I'm definitely with the sword side. I know you're, you're planning on uh, getting both. Which one are you going to play first, Barry? Uh, I mean, at this point, it's just names. Right. Uh, it depends on what the legendaries are and whatever my wife picks. So, like, for example, X and Y, I probably, like, if it was just me, I would have picked X. But she loved the deer, like, when she first saw. And I was like, oh, I want that one. So I played Y. Uh, so it's really whatever. If the legendary of shield looks better, then she's going to play shield and I'll play sword. And if the legendary sword she likes better... Uh, she'll play that and I'll play shield regardless of which one I like. It doesn't matter. It's a married life for you. It's whatever. <laughs> keep, keep wife happy. Whatever she wants to play. I'll play the opposite. <laughs> You're just pleased that she wants to play with you. So. Absolutely. And it's better that way. So we could trade at least. There you go. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. That's uh, you know, one of the reasons I ended up picking up let's go um, was for the, the pokeball plus, but also just in case they do um, bring over the, 
the ability to transfer Pokemon from game to game. I really hope they they do some sort of that and so uh, some something around that. And so yeah, it'd be great to uh, to bring over those eventually when I get to the game, of course. <laughs> I I would be very shocked if if Sword and Shield did not have connectivity to Pokemon Let's Go. I mean, every other Pokemon game in that regard has had some kind of connectivity with the Pokemon Bank or, or without it. Um, and I think with the idea of Pokemon Let's Go to bring in new players is to then have those players transition to the main core uh, series. And what better way to do that is to say, t- hey, the friends that you carried with you and, and you loved, bring them over. So I think it would be a huge misstep to not allow that to happen. I agree. Yeah. So, so let's talk, uh, let's talk starters because that's always uh, a fun thing to chat about. Um, people already have, you know, been debating online what the, the best starter is going to be. You know, we have no idea because basically all we know is like a, a little sentence about each of them. We know what they look like and uh, that's really about it. Um, but uh, people already kind of chosen their, their Pokemon that they're going to go with. Um, we've already talked about uh, how Jakester said that he was going to go with, uh, with Sobble, I think. Um, and, uh, um, uh, gamer boy is choosing Rowlet apparently from the last game. Uh, but, uh, but what do you get, what would you guys go for? Greg, I know you're not really big into Pokemon, but of these three, these three starters, uh, which one do you think you would go with if you had the game today? The score bunny probably, cause it sounds like it's like a fire related one. And I don't know, I kind of like the fire related element kind of stuff. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Jigster said, okay, Gamer Boy also says score bunny, cool, okay, what do you think, Barry? Outside of the original yeah. game where I uh, I actually picked Bulbasaur because Nintendo Power said, pick Bulbasaur and you'll have a better encounter with the first two gyms uh, afterwards and all remakes I play, picked Charmander, I've always picked Fire, um, so I would have to go with score bunny. Yeah. Yep. I actually did the same thing. Uh, and, and I forgot why I picked, uh, picked that. But then when you mentioned the Nintendo power, all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I read yeah. that same thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> they give you like this little starter guy before it came out and it was like for an easier time, pick Bulbasaur. Cause the first uh, gym was rock with Brock and then water with Misty. And it was like, Oh, with Bulbasaur, you have, you know, a strong Pokemon for both of those. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm going to get an edge in the game. I'm going to pick Bulbasaur for that very reason. And then afterwards I'm like, I wish I picked Charmander because I love Charizard and he's my favorite Pokemon. So, you know, ever since then, I'm like, no, I just fire all the way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so glad you brought that up. I totally forgot why I picked uh, Bubble Sword from the beginning. Um, but uh, I am also going to say Score Bunny as well, um, mainly because. Uh, I think he looks the coolest. Um, yes, fire as well, but but I think uh, the other two kind of. I mean, the, just the the design of them. I'm gonna go beyond just the the typical, you know, all the you know strategy and all that thing too. But I think the design of them just look kind of a little more childish. Where Swore Bunny is like, you know, there's some there's some fight in him. So uh, beyond him being a fire type, I think there's I think there seems to be a little more fight in Swore Bunny. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, he, he was, oh, Garen Boy is talking about Rowlet. Um, from Sun and Moon, not, uh, but yes, the Score Bunny trio. Um, so we'll all get to fight with our Score, score Bunny. Looks like a better Sonic the Hedgehog than the Sonic the Hedgehog for the movie that they just showed I off. I haven't seen it yet, but I oh, heard, they just showed it off. Heard, it's uh, bad. Yeah, I knew, I mean, yeah, I knew it was going to be bad even from like the other stuff we we have seen but i've been uh i saw that they released it and i was like oh, i'm gonna stay away i don't want to ruin my day it's been a good day so far <laughs> 
Oh, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear this. This one might get you into it, Greg. It'd be great to have some uh, good discussion about uh, Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield when it comes later. Um, call us this podcast score score money views that's right uh did you guys see the um the article i can't remember what uh, there was some newspaper that i guess uh <laughs> picked up a, a false rumor about there being a uh, pokemon sword shield and gun and they ran it in the newspaper uh, i think it was a spanish newspaper website yeah it was right. funny because they had like the logo of it too and it was yeah it was bad <laughs> I definitely do not see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll share it on our our social media. If you uh, if you're if you're listening to this or watching it, and you're like, wait, I didn't see that. Uh, just watch our our Nintendo Fuse uh, social media. We'll we'll share it later tonight. Uh, it's it's pretty funny um, that 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 even happened. It was like I, I I can't like I guess you know newspapers from other countries or whatever run different things i don't think i've ever seen anything about a, a video game in our newspapers um but i guess other countries might might carry that stuff uh as news in there but um yeah jakester says pokemon gun sounds uncivilized it's it's it, it's pretty bad um and the way it's even positioned on there it looks like the grookies like grabbing for the gun and yeah <laughs> I'm that trying to think. Might be out of a job, probably. <laughs> probably. The last time I remember seeing video game stuff in newspapers was the GameCube and Xbox launch, where they were like, you know, comparing the two and which one was better. That was the last time I remember seeing video games in mainstream newspaper in America. Wow. <laughs> you need a gun license to buy a Pokemon gun. Yeah. Yeah. Gamer boy. <laughs> it's it's going to require a uh, license. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially with, uh, with all the, the, the gun stuff going on in our politics and everything, it might be really um, not smart to release a, a game called Pokemon gun right now. <laughs> you won't be able to bring the Pokemon to another state because there's different laws. And each reasons. You can't bring it on the plane. <laughs> Um, can't play it on the plane anymore. Probably not on your, your train travel anymore. This is, it's all going to be bad. So, <laughs> oh man, it's been great to talk with you guys. Uh, we have another podcast coming up on March 18th, uh, 2019. So just in a couple weeks, but until then, uh, what are you guys hoping to, uh, to get your hands on? What are you, what are you excited to play over the next couple weeks? Uh, Greg? Well, I'm just hoping to turn on the Nintendo switch over the next few <laughs> weeks. So like, um, I think that, like there's like an Adeline game that came out that looked really cool and interesting that I might try to pick up. Um, still have to finish Smash Brothers. Um, there's also other games I'm still looking to play. I never really got too far into Octopath Traveler, and there's I have like such a huge backlog that I have not been able to address at this point there's just like games just like stacking up i didn't even really play Mega Man 11 a lot either so there's just so much that i need to catch up on yeah yeah this this season of of the year i mean there's not a whole lot of big stuff coming out at least for switch i think uh right now and so it's it's a great time to to go back to some of that backlog and and kind of chip away at some of those other games that we just you know it's, it's certain seasons of the last year that's just been like wow we didn't have no time to play all these great games um that's kind of what i would be doing over the next couple of weeks i think as well and yes jakester i'm gonna try to finish torna um but uh barry what are you looking forward to uh to playing over the next couple of weeks uh Outside of uh, Final Fantasy XIV and, and the mobile games I'm still playing, I'll probably, I'm debating uh, Remy Lore, possibly trying Remy Lore. 
Uh, that looks interesting. A uh, Phoenix Wright. The uh, trilogy is coming physically. It's been shipped, so I'm waiting for that to come uh, from Japan because they're the only ones to get a physical copy. Um, but it's in English, so I'll probably go through those. Um, I'm I'm trying to resist the urge to play Steins Gate Zero now on the PS4 because it's supposedly coming to Switch this year, and I was like, oh, I'll wait, maybe they'll do like re- revised the visuals. But at the same time, I kind of want to know what happens. And like looking, like I can see it right now on my shelf, and I'm like, it's like staring at me, like play me, or more like watch me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I might do Trials that came out. Uh, you know, I, I I picked that up. But I haven't had a time to uh, to give that a try, so I, I might do that. I don't know. There's there's too many games. There's too many games. Too many good games, and there's mm-hmm. more and more coming. My girlfriend is a mermaid is coming out. That looks kind of <laughs> bizarre. So like, <laughs> there's some really weird games coming out for the Switch that I just almost <laughs> want to just try for novelty's sake. <laughs> I'm really glad you finished that. Uh, my girlfriend is a mermaid because I was like, "Wait a second, you're talking about? I thought you were married, man." <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, that that is a game coming. It's a yeah. Japan. I, yeah, uh, I, I saw it on the Nintendo download, and then but it's, it's like I heard my girlfriend. I'm like, "Wait, does uh, Michelle listen to the podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> maybe he just still refers to it as his girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, we're we're fine. But yeah, there's, there's some really interesting, uh, uh, you know, Panzer Girls is coming out. Like, you know, I, I look at this, the physical stuff. So a lot of it's coming from import because, uh, again, Nintendo of America and, and, you know, and a lot of American companies, Capcom is the, the next biggest. They're up a creek without a paddle right now with the new Resident Evils they announced. $30 each. Uh, the physical of zero and one is going to be 60 and one is a download code. Like, people are furious about this. Like, Capcom is not doing any favors for their American audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's odd because, like, they, they do things like offer Mega Man 11, you know, on, on physical copy, which, I mean, to, to all, all intents and purposes, seems like more of a download cop, you know, uh, game than because of what they did with 9 and 10 and, and everything. But then all of a sudden, yeah, Resident Evil, it's like, no, we're gonna release it just on download, and and, that's, and that's more weird. expensive. You could buy when yeah. when they came out in on physical. I think they were twenty dollars on PS4 and Xbox One, and they were physical. Mm-hmm. And now they're digital, and they're thirty dollars. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and even uh, Mega Man Eleven, you mentioned in Europe, that never came out physically. Only uh-huh. America got it uh, with Japan, of course, because Japan gets everything physically. And, uh, yeah, that might not be because of that Amiibo package, mm. but European, you know, gamers that wanted to collect physical, they had to import it from America to get an English Mega Man 11 copy. It's Interesting. Capcom just hates any any place outside of Japan, it seems, lately. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, eventually, we'll get to, uh, we were talking to uh, Greg earlier, we we're trying to talk him into eventually getting uh, Trying Fort with us so we can have a, a revisit of uh, what Mike and, and Barry and I uh, played when we played Trying, uh, the special edition or whatever it was called on, on Wii U. And that was that was quite the night. Um, <laughs> we, had, we did a, a quick review of the game. If ba- Look back in our, our, our uh, back catalog here on YouTube and you'll find our review of that game. Back before we had game chats, it was basically a game chat we, uh, we did right 
right after we played, you know, through the game for hours online and using Skype. And that was, it was quite the experience, but the train force coming out soon. So and I heard it's four, four players. So Greg, you definitely have to join in. <laughs> All right. Do we have a fourth code yet? <laughs> We have we have Barry's pre-order. That's all we got right now. <laughs> Actually, I don't have it pre-ordered because I went to the site to pre-order it and it just says coming soon, so I can't pre-order it yet. Oh, that's sad. Oh man. Uh it's been great to talk games with you guys. It always is great to talk games with you. Uh again, our next podcast uh episode live uh live recording is gonna be on March eighteenth. And uh just a heads up, that one's actually gonna start just a little bit later than we normally do, um, just because uh of, of scheduling and everything like that. So um just to be about a half an hour later than than usual uh start time. If you guys listen or watch this later doesn't really matter to you as much uh but if you do tune in then live just a heads up that will be about a half an hour later in terms of our start time uh for the next podcast but just for the next one yeah just for the next one and uh yeah if you are new make sure you do subscribe here on youtube hit that bell to be alerted about uh, every new video that we post and if you are listening after the fact on another podcast app be sure to subscribe and share it with some friends uh if you like what you hear be sure to leave us a positive review on your podcast app of choice and that would be awesome also throw in some comments down here as uh, in, in the chat on youtube if uh you're watching after the fact and and you have some thoughts about any of the things that we talked about what you're playing what you're looking forward to uh about the 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 switch's birthday or reggie retiring about pokemon sword and shield any of that uh, be sure to throw that in the comments down below and uh, we'd love to hear what our audience and, and community is thinks about all this stuff as well um, again we'll be back on march 18th with another episode uh, but until then happy gaming guys have a good night good night everyone